Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with me, your host, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have my good friend and writer join me for today's conversation. I have known Brandy for the last, I think, four years or so. We're in Mastermind together with Sunny Don Johnston. And I am continually inspired by her evolution. So just a little bit more about Brandy. Brandy has a master's degree in education. She's an intuitive guide, energy healer, and certified mind, body, and spirit practitioner. Is that the dogs? <laughs> it's they just want to join. They want to say hi. So she has been toured under transformational thought leader, Sunny Don Johnston, since 2016, and is proud to be community ambassador to Elevate, one of the membership communities, Sunny Don Johnston's international membership community, which is dedicated to personal growth and empowerment. She also serves as Sunny's personal photographer, social media specialist, and consultant for the newly released multi-dimensional oracle cards. I know that's a mouthful. That really is that it's, it's entirely um, unnerving sitting here listening to that. So, (laughs) so you've come a long way in your journey because you, you weren't always into this spiritual stuff. You were at one time like a full on probation officer. And very mainstream. And, and I, you know, so share a little bit about how you kind of grew up and that, that lifestyle of being probation officer. And then what finally got you into this world of spiritual connection? Well, that's a, that's a loaded question, Lisa. Um, So yeah, I, um, I went to school, I got my degree in criminal justice. And uh, interestingly enough, um, I also got a master's degree in um, education. Now, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be teaching. It was just because it was something that the uh, the county supplied us with, one of our benefits. So I said, sure, I'll go ahead and get a master's degree. Um, but yes, I was um, a probation officer for over 10 years and um, I loved, loved working with people. And uh, interestingly enough, before that, the reason I got into that is because um, when in my teens and 20s, I was into loss prevention and which is, you know, um, shoplifters and employee theft. And uh, I always knew who the people were going to be, but I didn't realize how I knew. Um, So, yeah, I was a probation officer and um, really expected and planned to climb that ladder and work within in the department. And I loved the people and I loved my job. And uh, the the universe, um, the universe may gave me a sign that I could not ignore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you want to go into that, we can go into that. But um, I knew immediately that I could no longer stay in law enforcement. And um, and stopped working and became um, a stay-at-home mom to my children. Now that was not planned at all. Um, but after a period of being a stay-at-home mom, um, I, I, I began walking through some injuries and an illness and a diagnosis. And um, lo and behold, um, really fell on my knees in despair and um, finally opened up to the universe and asked for help and had a full-on spiritual awakening. Wow. So it was from like 2014 to 17. Okay. And before that, though, I think you were, you had mentioned at one point that you were an atheist. Yeah. So. Um, a huge transformation right there. So I didn't really grow up with one religion. My parents allowed us to really dive into all different religions. And so I learned about everything. Um, never really resonated with formal religion, but loved the practices and the ceremony and the tradition and, and all of that that goes along with it. Um, I really saw myself back then as 
um, believing in science. That's what I said. I, I would, I believe in science and I still do. I still believe in science. You know, I'm a scientist too. So yeah. So I, I, I was very black and white and if it wasn't in my reality in front of me, then it didn't make sense to me. And, um, I had very linear thinking, you know, I was only seeing the world through one lens and, um, and then the death of my mother and then, a an injury that took a year and a half to heal. And then of course, um, the, the illness, man, you know what they say, like when people go to prison to find Jesus, right? I, I get that saying now, right? Um, yeah. when, when there was no, when there was nothing left in the external for me to grab onto, finally, like a big two by or four by four on the head, I opened up to what was um, greater than I could understand. So what did you experience in that awakening? Like what was the first thing that started happening or coming to you? So the very first thing, um, and I, I mean, I think this is, there might be other ways to do it. I don't know. There's not a rule book or <laughs> for this. And of course, at the time when you're going through this, you have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, you already think you're crazy. So, um, but what happened was I was introduced to my higher self. Mm. And so really like, what does that even mean? Like what, like, you know, let's go back to basics. Like what, the, like now I talk about that. But at the time, what the hell is my, what do you, what do you mean? You know, um, and really understanding that, that voice that I hear in my head is my first, my ego, you know, and, and recognizing that I have a personality that's, that's a, a piece of me, but not my entire being like, that's really hard to, um, to, to learn at first. And so seeing the ego and then, and then meeting the higher self piece. And for me, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, um, but I had like a battle, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there was a battle and my ego in the beginning really felt like higher self was trying to take over. And, and I, of course you can't say this, so there's no words when you're going through it at the time. Cause you're like, what am I talking about? But there really is this push and pull of, and then ultimately a surrender and an acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. Where, where then I can intentionally embody and align with both of them. And so it's not just a snap of the finger. Um, but, but that has to, that for me, that had to happen. That was the first, that, that was the, that's how I opened the door. Okay. So and then, of course, there's a million different ways you can go once you open that door. But I, I had to get to the door. And so it was literally, literally like climbing a rope to get there. Beautiful. So can you, I guess, for you in your words, can you explain a little bit more about how you were able to align the ego with the higher self? Because I think a lot of people are still stuck in that like they they do have this battle going on and we're human so i think it's you know until we're like ascended masters you know then maybe we are going to continue having that polarity inside of us well and i think it's an ongoing process right so yeah. yes i found alignment and and because i'm having a human experience i still dip out every once in a while it's just much much easier for me to pull it back now um, but you know, in the beginning, so, so it was, you know, like Sunny always says, it's either divorce, disease or death, you know, that kind of helps people step into this, um, new way of being. And for me, in my situation, it was my mom's death, certainly, but then my disease or not my disease, but the disease that manifested as a result of the disalignment. Right. And so on a physical level, the disease affected some neurological stuff. And so I had neurological cognitive stuff going on at the same time as physical. So for me, I had to, well, well, I learned if the physical, and this really pissed me off, but if the physical is not in alignment, then everything else is out of alignment too. Right. Right. I, I did not like that answer because I thought I was good everywhere else. It's just the physical. Um, I think so a lot of people get trapped there, actually. They don't realize that 
all the inside environment actually creates that physical expression. Yeah. So the physical was like just the icing on the cake. So I've been digging backwards. But once I was able to really focus on my physical health and get to a point where I had energy, because my life force energy was so low, um, you know, we know what that means, like physically not having energy to do stuff. But I mean, it was mentally, emotionally, everything there was, I had to build back that life force energy um, through healing treatments before I could then, and for me, I chose the next piece to be emotional work. Mm-hmm. So um, really digging into the stories and um, and and meeting the different aspects and um, finding forgiveness for self, for, um, for engaging in, you know, experiences and understanding that they're all lessons. Um, and so there's a process that you go through where you forgive yourself for all of those things, you know, depending on what they are. And, and each time you forgive it, forgive yourself, then you can call that piece home. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of embodiment work. Um, and after the emotional pieces, which I still work on, of course, um, it w- was the embodiment piece of like, you know, meeting my inner child and like, what the hell is an inner child? I didn't even know what that, like I went to school for criminal justice. I don't know what all of this is. Um, but when, when the time was right and I was able to, um, accept my inner child, it was beautiful, you know, and, and then just pulling all of that energy back in me. Now I'm able to, um, vibrate at a much higher frequency so I can tap into other stuff. But I had to do all of that, you know, um, processing the density and kind of transmuting that energy in order to be able to embody more light. Yeah. So I guess how I kind of see it and how I imagine it for myself, too. So divorce, like I grew up with this kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean that I practiced it my whole life. Right. And I had two really toxic marriages. And so it was the second one that after I went through that divorce, I'm like, okay, no, it's time for me to become back to who I am and who I know I am. And it was starting to peel back different layers so that I could then realign with that higher self and then start really connecting. So I agree, divorce, disease, death. So I didn't have disease or death, but I did have the divorce which just allowed me to fully step into who I am. And that's been seven, over seven years now. Yeah. Process. Aren't humans just so crazy that like we have, we have to create this, this experience that's so, you know, so full of trauma in order to be able to want something different. You know I mean? We're just crazy beings. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. You're freezing a little. Are you still there with me, Brandy? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're good. Okay. You, there was just a little freezing going on. Don't know if it's on your side or mine, but okay. Just keep on going. So now with all of this experience, so recently you underwent the quantum healing hypnosis technique, right? And yes. so I so I did past life regression therapy and I have been reading all of Dolores Cannon's books. And so she is the one who created QHHT. And mm-hmm. so I would love to know what your experience, because you got to like fully dive into I think five different lifetimes. And they were all so share what that experience was like what you got from that. Yeah. And I don't know. Now, now you're, now you're freezing on my end. So technology is our friend. So yes, I'm not sure my, my internet looks good. So, um, but yeah, so I never even heard of QA. I, I don't even know what that stands for, <laughs> but I was guided. Um, I was guided to, to do this. Like I said, I never even heard of it. And, um, I was guided to do it and I signed up and, and paid my money all within like five minutes. So I knew it was spirit guided because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I recently did a session and do you want to explain what it is first? Well, you, you explain it from your, your, not a QHHT practitioner, but I do something very similar. So I got trained with Denise Lynn and I've 
created my own way of doing that. Okay, so like, so I don't know what the textbook definition is. Um, my experience is so it's it's hypnosis. Yeah, that, that much I can say. It's hypnosis, so it's like a guided hypnosis. And um, so during my session, the they ask you to provide a list of questions that you would like your higher self um, to give you information on. And so I had, you know, a variety of you know, some business some personal, some family, a bunch of different questions. Um, and then they take or she took me through, um, a, you know, a guided meditation and where I was in the, the where I was in, connected with my higher self. And um, I had I had five different lifetimes pop up. And I will say I've done hypnosis before. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always done, I've done one future life and, and I've done some past lives, but they were always here on earth. You summon some different countries. And so I kind of expected it to be like that. And that's, that's not what came. Um, so apparently I am ready to tap into other energy. Um, when I first, my very first lifetime that I woke up into, cause that's what it feels like. It feels like you're waking up. Um, uh -huh. it was. It, it was, I was standing on a green grassy hill and it was something like um, the sound of music is what in my, in my mind's eye is what I saw. And there was nothing around and, but I felt the need to go um, underneath the mountain. I know that doesn't yeah. make sense, but um, so I descended, don't ask me how it's kind of like a, you're kind of like in a dream state. So it doesn't all make sense. Like the pieces aren't all in a row. Um, but I descended into the mountain and it was like, there was a whole um, workstation. Like it wasn't just a hollow mountain. It would be something, it re remind me of like where, um, mining and stuff would be. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of lights and, um, activity and there was electricity and people working. Um, and what I saw was there was, um, God, I don't even know really how to say this, but. And what I saw was like, like an aircraft. It was like a ship of some kind. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know more than that. I just knew that it was something big that people were working on. Um, and so in that, in that moment, she guided me and I, I, I talked and I asked if I could go for a ride on the ship and, um, and they said, yes. And so I was then inside the ship looking out, which was really interesting because it was, um, not like anything I've ever seen before in this lifetime. And, um, I asked what I was doing on the ship. And, um, one of my questions that I had previously submitted was, um, about my sleep. I've, for the last mm. couple of years, I have, um, I wake up every morning at like 3am and insomnia is just, um, something I've been um, walking through. And so that was one of my questions, you know, what can I do? Cause I've, of course I'm trying everything. And, and so this lifetime showed me, I guess this is so crazy what I do, um, at night when I'm sleeping. And so I was told, well, this is where you come to work. And I thought, you know, it, it makes sense at the time, but now my ego is like, what do you mean? What do I do? What do I do at work? And how do I leave my body and all of those questions? So again, we're talking about astral travel and all that, but they said, yes, this is where I come to work. I don't know if I fly the ships or if I just work down there, but I asked what we were doing, you know, where we were going and, um, what we were doing it, it doesn't even make any sense, but we were, um, like collecting, siphoning, I don't know, water and from and we we're taking water from one place to another place that needed water um okay. and the water was changing form so it's like we collected it it changed form somehow and then it was being um transported to a new place okay. and and that was yeah and so that was kind of like it for that lifetime and then that that was all they wanted me to know um, so I have no idea about water collection. I have no idea where we were going. I don't know why, um, ships are in the middle of mountains. I have many, many questions, but, um, 
apparently that's why I'm not sleeping. <laughs> well, and one thing that I I want to bring up about that is that you know we think about lives being past or future, but in my understanding and experiences with all the clients I've had, all the research I've done on quantum mechanics for since the year 2000, so 22 years. Um, all timelines exist simultaneously. So we are living these parallel lives in a sense, like there is part of us that is doing that. And so, yeah, when you're asleep, you know, our physical body is still there laying in bed, but often we do leave that body through astral travel with our minds and we are working in other dimensions, other realities. Yes. Well, I would like to stop working at 3 a.m. in the morning. That's what I keep waking up at 3 a.m. too. And it's wow. usually it's my bladder that's waking me up, yeah. but it's something else too. So, yeah. 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 But that's the it's a special, um, it's a special time. It is. That's the thinnest well time, you know, the witching hour, they call it. Yeah. Crazy. And so then, so then afterward, do you want to hear one more? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> after that one, this one, this one was a little bit, was the first one I didn't really quite understand so much, but this one was so fun. So when I woke up, I was a child. Um, of course, I'm not this Brandy. It's just my energy. Um, yeah. I was a child and I was in um, this really, I don't um, like minimalistic, futurist, futuristic type um, building. And it wasn't somewhere on earth that much I know. And mm -hmm. there were all different kinds of beings, um, but all children, they were all children. And so we were in this big building, with long hallways, and they were like little pods or spears that had white on them, white and silver pods. And they were above, they, they didn't go to the ground. They were I don't know, floating, but they were up, up higher. Um, and there was all this activity. And, and so I saw the inside of the buildings, like, and it was almost like, kind of like a dormitory or something like that. Um, and then we went outside and, and there was like a playground. It, it wasn't like a typical playground though. It was a different kind of playground. Um, and it was like um, they had brought pieces of earth into this kind of like a Disneyland um, where, where it looked like earth, but it wasn't, it wasn't earth. It was just replica replica. Um, and what I, what I found, what, what was so cool. First of all, I loved the way I felt. I was so young and full of energy and Oh, the curiosities. There was so much curiosity. That was the feeling. Like I just wanted to explore, you know, that feeling when you're a kid and yeah. um and so what 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 it was was that it was an it was a school and it was a, an energy school. I mean, I don't know if that was a name, but we were learning. It was like so. I've never seen um, what's that? What's that Hogwarts? What's that? That oh, book Harry that Potter. Read? Harry yeah, Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> so it was like I think Harry Potter would be like a school where they learn how to use their tools or tricks or again i haven't seen it but it's what i imagine so we were learning how to create we were learning uh, and it was so fun it was like games and fun and we were doing things and it was just so fun and, and what they what my higher self told me was oh this is where you learn how to transmute energy this is where you learn how to create energy and i thought that was really really cool because because now I'm at a point in my life where I'm understanding some of those concepts and to mm -hmm. see kind of where they come from and why I know them. Yeah. Because you know, again, we don't go to school for this. Um, no, we don't. Although I can, I can say I did grow up in a spiritual school where it was trying to be kind of like Hogwarts. Um, we were learning things like that. Um, it just unfortunately was a little culty <laughs> um, because of the leader, the person that was leading the school, but amazing information. So yeah, it's yeah, super cool. And so how, like, how has that knowing how to transmute energy, like, how do you actually apply that in your life on a practical level? 
Is wow. it con- like, is it conscious or is it just something that you just naturally do? No, um, that's a, that's a great question. So I've never thought about that before. Um, yeah, I mean, could it have been unconscious? Certainly, but I am just now, um, in the last few years, really conscious and intentional about actually doing it. So mm-hmm. seeing, seeing the, the denser energy, um, surrounding it with love and light because that's how we transmute. Right. And, um, and then creating new pathways to see that neutralized. So it's, I think it's intentional now. It takes a lot of work. Um, but I think, I think that it will come, I think that it may, so this is just dropping in right now, but I think that it will become, um, unconscious once I'm, once there's more muscle memory, but I'm still very much in the um, process phase. Yeah. Well, and okay. So that's one thing that I know that you have really worked on for this lifetime of learning how to actually embody this human physical reality. Cause it's easy for you to be like out there, right? Out in la la land woo woo cosmic world (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so talk about how you have learned how to really be here present in this body because i because i think a lot of people who maybe are watching this or just out there they're like okay well i want to be i i'm done with this life i want to be out there but we are here to be human for a reason like this is a school being human is hard. It's, it's, it's hard. And, um, God, and I loved to be disconnected and disassociated and, um, and not here because I found it so hard. Um, it just, you know, everything is uphill. It feels like here, um, everything takes so much energy. It's kind of like, um, being in quicksand or, you know, thick sludge walking through here versus when you're up there, there's no resistance. It's very easy. You're in flow. And so it's easy to want to go up. Yes, Lisa, you're right. We, we chose to incarnate and we are here now having a human experience. Um, and I, you know, when I, I talked about earlier, when I had my meeting with my higher self, Um, you know, one of the first things that was told to me was that you're more than human. And, and, and that scared me for a while, you know, what do you mean? Um, but the, the, the more that you embody that and, um, and I know, and, and, you know, I really wonder how many people, cause it's not like we talk about this, but I learned what my purpose was, you know, I know why I'm here. Um, so tell why I, are you? And see, I don't know why that gets so uncomfortable. You know, I, I'm here. I'm here to help people. I'm here to be a bridge. I'm here to shine my light. I'm here to pull people over and show them how to do it because I've walked it. Right. And, and I don't mean just physical. I mean, yes, there was the physical piece from disease and stuff, but I mean how to actually you know, move from the third dimension to the fifth dimension and walk through that embodiment in the fourth. Um, that's why I'm here now. Yep. That's terrifying and frightening and exciting all at the same time. Um, did I know that when I was a probation officer? Hell no. But what's interesting is I've been helping people my whole life. So I've just moved from one way to another. It's really the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I think and that's so- it's why we resonate so well, because yeah. we we are very similar in that way. And we're doing it maybe a little bit different, but that is, that's one of the reasons why I want to do this show and why I'm teaching the classes I'm teaching and finally showing up, stepping into my light, right? Yeah. And it feels so good. So, so to answer your question, you know, it was I think the only the reason I've been able to do this is because I know my purpose. 
Yeah. If I didn't, it, it wasn't, I didn't have enough self-love to do it for me before. I, I mean, that's just the truth. Um, mm -hmm. I needed something, you know, something different. And it's, and for me, the first step to really healing was to help others. Because the more I helped others, the higher my vibration was and the more, you know, energy I could take. And um, so really knowing why we're here and we're all here for a reason. Um, yeah. and, and most of us know it deep down. We just don't really talk about it. Yeah. So how did you find, how did you actually find your purpose? How did you discover that for yourself? Because I know there are different ways that we can discover it. But I'm yeah. curious how you so I knew, I always knew it would be, so I'm a people person, like I need my people. So I mm -hmm. always knew it would be connection with people. Um, originally, I thought that I would be helping people. Um, I, I volunteered for a lot of um, Lyme support groups and stuff like that. And, um, and, and I enjoyed supporting others, but um, there's a lot of people who just yet aren't ready to really heal those pieces and to step into something more. And I knew I didn't want to just stick in the physical stuff without, cause you feel you heal that physical piece and then you don't heal the other ones. And then another physical thing pops up. So I yeah. knew that I was kind of like spinning in a circle over there. Um, and so that's actually when I started really working with Sunny and working in Elevate and being part of that community. And um, sure, it's it's great to be of assistance, right? Yes. But for me, I'm, I'm a feeler. I got to go where I feel good. And being in service for me, like I've never felt anything like, like I, when I, when I, you know, put on that hat or assumed that role, it was like the energy just flowed through me. Um, you know, meridians were open. It was, I was full, fully balanced. Like, I'm like, oh my God, this, I want this. This is what I want. I want that feeling. It's great that I'm helping people too, but mm -hmm. I want that feeling. So for me, finding out what, what, you know, what gave me that, I'd never had that before. Work was always fulfilling. My family was fulfilling, but that feeling in my body, being of service and being connected and letting that energy move through me, there's nothing comparable. Well, and that's very interesting because one of the things that I, I teach about in the, the galactic classes is, okay, so in 3D and 4D reality, we still have polarity, right? There's good, bad, positive, negative. But really, that's not that polarity isn't doesn't exist at fifth dimension and beyond or fourth density and beyond. And so right. we get up to those upper levels. And then this is where we're going to talk about how you work with the collectives and the different energy levels and how, you know, but when you get up to those higher vibrations, it really does become just pure love and it's unity we are, are all one and it is service to others. And whereas in the 3D and 4D reality, it's more service to self. And so when we're talking about different, you know, dimensional beings, you can call them aliens or whatever, but it's more, are they service to self or service to others rather than, oh, those are negative or positive. So I'm trying to like reframe that terminology um, because even the service to self ones, it's not that they're bad. They just haven't evolved to that higher dimensional level. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. let's talk about this, Lisa. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, so for me, it was like once. So when you think about the vibration scale, right, I, yeah. I, I connected with my higher self who was closest to me. Or closest to my energy here in the physical. Um, and then once I kind of embodied that, like I said, the the door opened and um all kinds of all kinds of energy came in, which is exciting and um and really can be really frightening too in the beginning when you're not when you don't know. So, you know, yeah. like like I think, you know, I never I didn't have a lot of experience with angels. Um I didn't 
so I was pretty neutral on what angels were. I didn't think anything, but I'll tell you, even the angels kind of, I'm a backdoor kind of person. Like they, the energy has to come to me without me knowing or else, or else I might kind of go offline. So even the angels come to me, I say backdoor because they're, they're very gentle and, um, soft and, um, you know, quiet, you know, they're, they're, they're very, um, nurturing, not, they don't want to scare. And so I, you know, even having the angels at first, you're like, why the hell am I connecting with angels? You know, that can be a lot in the beginning. Um, or, or ascended masters. I think I told you about Jesus. So I didn't, I didn't think I, you know, I, I, like I said, I was an atheist, so I guess I had some kind of feelings about Jesus, but I never spent any time thinking about it. Um, yeah. but, but when I started tapping into energy, I, I thought it was interesting that I could, I could get a lot of other energies, but I never got Jesus. Um, and, and I mean, that was okay. I, I was just going to say, I didn't really want Jesus, but, um, now, now I want Jesus. I want my Jesus. He's, he's a good friend of mine. Um, but when he came, you know, he didn't come to me as Jesus. He he used Yeshua, and I didn't know what that name was. And it wasn't until I told a friend, and she's like, you know, that's Jesus. I go, no shit, it's yeah. Jesus. I knew it was Jesus. See, they tricked me. Um, and, and so they come, they come in like that without me knowing. And so I will say the same thing is true for collectives. You know, it's not like they just come. Um, yes, they are so soft and gentle and um there's no ego it doesn't matter they don't care they don't there's no there's no no they don't need credit for anything jesus didn't tell me he was jesus because he wanted the message out there he didn't care that it came from jesus he didn't have that ego piece so i would say the same thing for all higher vibrational energies now when we're talking about some stuff in the fourth dimension yes they're still expanding and growing so they're kind of more like where we are as far as humans on evolution journey but the collectives that are up in the ninth tenth and eleventh that's yeah. it's totally different yeah yeah so let's so how um how do you work with the different collectives and with the ascended masters because it's more than just jesus right that you yeshua ben joseph <laughs> that you um, connect so with. nature is a, yeah. well nature is a huge piece for me most of most of my um, stuff either comes when I'm out hiking or walking in nature or um, my, so I, I take baths every night. I do, I do a meditation bath. Um, and I would say I first connected with the water. So um, water for me is, is um, like an incubator. Okay. And it's a great portal for energy to move through. Um, so I, I actually first started in the water and once I was pretty, you know, it takes, it takes time. It, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. So, I mean, I meditated every day for weeks and weeks before this ever happened. And then the higher self would start. And then, so it's not like when I say this, it's not, you can't take one bath and all of a sudden you're talking to Jesus. Well, I mean, you could, I couldn't, um, okay. And I think that's a really good point because I think some people think, oh, well, it should happen. Why isn't it happening to me? And so it's it's a practice and it's yeah. really about, like true connection, right? Getting out of the ego mind to allow it to come. Yeah. Well, and and, and, it, and it, it sucks, but and working through those layers first, because whatever you're holding, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be filtered through that. And yes. so you know, that's something to, not only is your vibration not going to be able to go as high, but it's going to be filtered through a bunch of muck that, so, so they might be waiting for you to clear some of that before they come through, you know, just like yeah. our deceased loved ones after, after a death or something, if you're grieving, your vibration is lower because you're in grief and you're not able to connect. Well, as soon as, as soon as you start rising, oh, here, here comes the deceased loved one to connect because you're, you know, raising your vibration. So, um, so you have to do that too, but yes, it takes time and practice. And I certainly, it was not the one in control ever. I, I'm still not the one in control. I'm never, yeah, I'm not in control. It's yeah. the only thing I'm in control of is getting my vibration high enough to reach alignment. That's my responsibility. 
once I'm there, then we can open the door. Um, but I don't get to pick and choose who's coming through. Okay. And so what happened, like, okay, so let's say you've raised your vibration and now the door is open. Then what kind of experience are you having? Like, are, are you getting downloads? Are you getting information? Are they talking or like, what's, are you getting images? What is that? All of the above, all of the above. Um, you know, it's like once, once you're connected, it's, um, I almost say, have you ever seen that movie Fantasia? It's like a kid's movie and um, it's yes. animated. We played yeah. that every night for the kids to go to sleep to for a couple years. Okay. Yeah. So I like to say that it's all of a sudden like that's how life becomes. Like everything's alive. So it's not like, you know, Jesus is come here, I'm going to whisper something in your ear and, you know, and, and pass it on. It's, it's not like for me, you know, I, of course you only know how it is for you. And that's the cool thing about being human is we are all unique individuals and it's going to come to us in our unique way so that we're able to discern and understand. And so what comes to me isn't going to make sense to anybody else. It's up for me to understand that. Right. Yeah. And, and so what it is, it's like the whole, the whole world became alive you know, when you're out in nature, everything is alive. Like, you know that, but to really understand that and, 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 and feel, feel, so I'm a feeler again and to feel the energy. Um, it's like, it's everywhere. It's, it's every sign. It's every license plate. It's every commercial. It's, it, it's everything. And it's up to me to a be in my body because I like to dis disassociate so I really have to make sure to, to be grounded with meditation and movement and hydration and all of those things. Um, but, but then it's, I'm just a receiver. Does that help? I think so. I mean, I, okay. and I, I'm hoping that it makes sense for the audience watching too, but I do love what you say that it comes differently for different people. So just because, someone is having one type of experience. If someone isn't having that, it doesn't make it wrong or like you're not doing it right. Just allow it right. to come the way it needs to come. Yeah, and automatic writing was very helpful, especially in the beginning. Um, automatic writing is a great way to kind of tap into that energy and, and get that flowing. Um, so, so that's really helpful. Um, of course, you know, you can't do it without, I don't know how to do it without meditation. Um, there has to be a place of stillness. And so, you know, it's, it's being conscious and present in every moment. So for me, that's not putting on the TV. I mean, I don't have anything on when I'm at home, not when I drive, I don't have radio on because driving is a great time to connect because our body, our ego is in process is kind of taken, put aside for a little bit, which opens the door again. Right. So right. it's really about choosing to not entertain ourselves and distract ourselves. And then the world comes alive. So we have a lot of power. We just don't like the way we have to do it. Right. <laughs> so when you're okay, You've got the angels, you've got the collectives, you have the ascended masters, you've got some lower energy vibrations. For you, how do you how do you know what what different energies are, are there? Like how do they express themselves or how do you feel them? Okay, that's a great question. Um so so in the beginning when I was learning, especially like with the angels, um because there's so many different ones. Um yeah when they would come in, so I could, I could feel, I can, I can feel, so I feel, so we, you've talked about the clairs before. Um, so it started with a, with the feeling, but then the more work you do, your other clairs kind of catch up. So, you know, the seeing and the smelling and all of that stuff. Um, when they would come in, I could feel the presence. And once I could feel, then I would ask, so the asking piece was really important in the beginning. Who's here? Who's here? Um, and, and, and I would know, but it, I would need that confirmation. 
And yeah. so the more I asked and the more confirmation I got, then the more confident I got. And so over time, like I said, I do this every single night over time, I, they got to be where they would come to the same place almost um, okay. in, in my energy field. I could, so, so then, so like if I'm laying in my bath and I'm meditating, I could be like, Oh, Michael's here. Oh, hi. you know, like it, it's almost like a, okay, uh-huh. let's just bring the whole party in. But I could, I could tell them, I could tell who was who. So I think it's very similar in any kind of energy you're working with, whether it's star energy, whether it's ascended masters. I mean, it's all energy. It is just energy. That's all we're talking about. So I don't see like, you know, anything that the the media or Hollywood has portrayed, because um, if you think about the way that angels are portrayed too, that's not at all how it is when you're working with angels. So it, like it just let's just think about that. The angels that we see on movies and stuff are not how it works. And the same thing is true for higher dimensional beings. That's not how it works. Um, it's just light. It's 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 us. We we we're one. It's just yeah. a little spark. So I like you know I always use the visual of an ocean. Right. We are the ocean. Source is an ocean, and yes. we're all droplets. And um, my dogs are droplets. Um, Aliens are droplets. We're just energy pieces and we're all connected and we're all the same. So anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. If you have a body and you're living here, you just got to learn how to put the ego aside a little bit, raise your vibration high enough to connect. That's it. Yep. (laughs) I mean, and it's so it sounds easy. So it's just a matter of actually carving out time to, to, to do it, make it a practice, make it a routine. If it's something that you want to do now, it's fine if you don't, right? I mean, we're all going to eventually make it back to source on our own time. But for those that are, we're we're already there. (laughs) But so for those that want the extra, like, okay, no, I want to be conscious right now, here and now then these are just some of the um, pieces of advice or tools or techniques that people can try to implement um, and see what works for them. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to say it, Lisa, but everybody is going to be doing this soon because we are evolving. Hello, the great awakening. So, you know, everybody, even if you don't do anything, even if you don't have the intention, you, even if you're against it, everybody's frequency is raising right now. Um, yeah. And taking in more light, and so everybody's consciousness is expanding, and their ability to take in more. Now, will they choose? Who knows? But right. for sure, for sure, they can. Well, and as we know, sometimes it has to get really dark before the light shines. So we're we're in that hopefully final dark piece of humanity where yes. we can get through the muck and then rise and shine. Absolutely. I I see it. I see a bright day. We for sure are. Yeah. Okay. So I, you recently visited the big Island and we got to have a lot of fun and talk, but I loved what you shared with me, your experiences of being here on Island because, um, goddess Pele, she is, she said to reside here on the big Island in Kilauea which is the most active volcano on earth at this time, regularly active. And so I would just love for you to share with the audience what you got to experience with Pele, because I have my upcoming Sacred Soul Kona retreat coming up where we are working with her energy. And so I have my own experience of how she works with people, but I would love to know what your experience was and what you saw and felt. Wow. Okay, we're going back. Okay. So yes, I got to visit your beautiful home in October. And um, to be fair, like, I didn't even know who Pele was. Like, right. I, again, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm still new at all of this stuff. I mean, I think I knew who she was, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. But I felt her. Let's just say that. Um, so I, we went and we got to see the volcano and she was erupting. And it was... It was 
it's not even the visual, it's the feel, you know, I'm a feeler. It, it was so magnificent. Um, she almost had um, like, and I don't know anything about history or I don't know anything, but she had very much um, like a warrior type energy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so, like warrior, that's just like rising out of the the rising out of the fire, and it was um, so strong and confident and secure, and uh, there was so much trust, you know. Um, I literally stood there speechless for a couple of minutes just to just to feel the I mean, it, it's mass. It, it feels um, almost like godlike. I, I mean, I, and I don't know what that means, but like an energy that I hadn't felt before. And I, she was so close, just coming right out. Um, God, I can't I, I'm not going to remember exactly what she said. I know I told you because it had just happened. Um, and I don't which remember is what she said, but. Yeah, and it was something about the state of the current. I, I remember it was about the state of the current affairs and something about transmutation. I remember it was transmutation, and she was like, "It's all under control. She's got this under control." It was very, very confident, and I mean, she's got this. Like I felt like, okay, <laughs> I felt safe. You know, we've got this. We're under control. Um, like she just swooped in to take care of everything. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. When one of the sayings on the island, people who move here, the island either brings you in, Pele brings you in, or it spits you out. Yeah. And it's true because she stirs shit up. She is a transmuter. So, you know, the energy, whatever needs to be revealed, comes up. It bubbles up. Kind of like the vortexes of Sedona bring up that energy. Oh, oh so, okay. You, there's something that you need to work on it's going to come up in a really big way. And so then it's like, okay, then how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to um, heal it because it's in your face or are you going to run away from it? So she's like a big mirror. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I felt her. I was like, yeah, it's a volcano. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's Pele. Now I know. And I remember telling you, like, I got it now. I got it. I got it. I got it. We're good. It was just like when I got Jesus. Okay, we're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, just, I, love, I love it because you had not experienced her. You didn't know anything about her. And my first experience with her was back when I was still in Olympia. And I was taking a psychic class. And the first night we pulled, we pulled goddess cards and we had to feel the energy in our hand before we looked at the card. And I just felt this heat. And I saw this image of this mountain with this powerful woman. And then I turned it over. I'm like, oh, it's Pele. <laughs> and so, like, I could feel her energy from that card, which was, and I had been to the island, you know, like nine, 10 years ago with ex-husband number two. And, and that was a kind of a different situation. But I think she was stirring shit up back then. But I thought I was moving here for the other one that we're going to talk about, the manta rays. But Pele, mm -hmm. she's, she told me through Lee um, Walzak that, no, she's the one who put me here and put me exactly where I am <laughs> located. So she, she helped bring no control. So, yeah. So let's. Now, you, again, so my spirit animals are the manta rays, and you got to do that experience. And I today I'm wearing my manta mala, and I got my manta mm -hmm. earring on. And so what I loved about you telling me, you're like, oh, my God, you're dimensional beings. So tell me about the experience from your perspective. Okay, so I didn't even, I, first of all, I'm afraid of fish. Like, let's just start with there. I, I'm afraid of fish. Okay. Yeah. I own it. Um, so I was a little nervous about doing this because a it's at night yeah. and in darkness in the water. Right. And um, so I, you know, I was, I'm just telling you, this was not something that I, I was excited because I knew it was going to be great, but I was like, I'm not really sure about this. 
Um, and they're huge animals, huge animals. And they're not, they don't look like they're from this world. Like they no. don't look like anything. So I was blown away about the whole thing. Like I thought it was going to be like a big fish. It does not look like a fish. They I look don't like know what it looks like. Ships, actually. Yes. So I, which is probably good. They didn't look like fish. So I think that I was lucky on that one. Um, but when I got in the water, in the darkness, and, and again, it's a, it's a feeling. God, it was like, like an orchestra is kind of how it felt. I felt like an orchestra and they were so, see, I just love that energy. It's just yeah. that feeling of um, just being supported, you know, mm -hmm. uh, unconditional love, being supported. It was almost different than angels because it wasn't so nurturing and motherly kind of feel. Um, but certainly, certainly an equal and like they were of assistance and, um, much, so much like the elephants, it was very similar to the elephants, a little bit different, but when you're locked into that energy and you're vibrating at the same, at the same frequency at the same time, God, it's so good. It's so good. I just, I, I just laid there and I just didn't want it to end. I mean, I like wanted to bottle up that moment and I guess we do go, we pull it full, forward, but it was yeah. an amazing moment of my life. Uh, yeah. I would for sure do that. 110%. Can't wait to go back. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Cause I mean, I talk about it all the time, but having other people that have experienced it at that deep spiritual level, I, I just, I want the world to come, come to Kona, <laughs> come to the Sacred Soul Kona retreat or do a one day private retreat with me and let me help you experience that energy. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot different than let's say dolphins and it, because I, I, but I've never been with dolphins out in the wild. I think that, that would probably be different. Um, this is, Yeah. Because they are in the wild. Because I don't see, I don't, you know, I don't like zoos and all that kind of stuff. So it is different because they're in their natural habitat and and they're there because they want to be. Oh, and they they wanted they wanted to be by us, and, and they're kind of like horses in a way because they would come really close and you could tell that they were transmuters, you know, because they were coming and they would do their flips and they were doing. I'm like. I know what you're doing. And it was almost like they're smiling, you know, yeah. I mean, they weren't smiling, but I could feel the energy as if they were smiling. Um, God, so cool. Such a, such a great experience, Lisa. Yeah. And I think it was Kinsey Ray that was the one that really kept coming yes. to you. And yes, I got to yes. Ray, and she, yes. we did it in October on the retreat. So she came up. And okay, so how we know the difference in the manta rays is they have their own unique markings on their chests. And so mm -hmm. we have three, like around 300 identified different individuals with different unique patterns that are named along the Kona coast. They live here year round. So Kinsey has a specific pattern. And so I knew which one she was. And so she came up to me too. So you had been here and then we had the retreat and she came up and she actually, with her pectoral fin, she hit me right in the heart chakra and just was like, it was a zap. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's, so. it's, it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm not even like a fish girl. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. my husband, I mean, he, his biggest fear is sharks. And the bitey sharks, they're nocturnal. And so his biggest fear was getting in the water at night with the manta rays as well. But the beautiful thing is that in 30 years of them doing this night manta snorkel, not one big shark has ever come into any of the spots. It's completely safe. So for those well, of you who know. have some fear, and also there's so many, it's lit up like really lit up like a swimming pool because they have lights on the bottom in that specific location that you and I were in. So, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. Um, I, I felt, I, I felt it was good. I mean, I wasn't afraid. Um, 
and 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 once they came out, it was just right. all fears. Any fears didn't melt away anyway, because you're just in awe. Like just, I just want to be part of this, you know? Yeah. Yes. Well, I know that's why I just I do it. I've done it so many times and it never gets old. Just like, and I have that elephant connection too. I went to Thailand separately from you, but I got to have that mind meld with the elephants. And so we're very in sync in terms of our animal experiences and our other energy experiences. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love just, we are, God, we, this hour went by so fast. There's so much more that I, could talk to you about and want to talk to you about. Um, Okay, if you have just a couple more minutes, I wanna know, because this this has been something I've had to come to grips with, is that as you evolved in your spirituality and in what you're doing in life, how have the people around you kind of evolved or, or left your life or maybe new ones come in? Um, what is, wow. can you briefly give some information about that? Cause I think a lot of people don't like, they don't want to share who they really are because they're afraid of losing people in their life. Yeah. I mean, so for sure, spirituality can be a lonely path. It, it certainly can be. Um, <clears throat> it's funny. My throat chakra is just, <laughs> um, and I know I'm throwing this one at you. We hadn't talked. Really yeah, about no, it's good. These, these are all good questions. Um, it just, it takes me a second to, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process, you know, um, the most important thing we can do is, is teach by example. And so I think a lot of people in the beginning, because we're humans, um, we like when I, when I learned about spirituality and I learned about energy and I, I learned about vibrate, like those things were never taught to me. Um, just because the people, the people teaching me, my parents and stuff didn't know, they didn't know what to teach. Right. And so when I learned about all, when I started like learning about these pieces, I was fascinated and I was so curious and, you know, I became like a sponge. I wanted more and more and more. And and because I was excited, I wanted to tell everybody about everything. And sometimes that would include telling them what they were doing wrong. Um, And that's not received very well. Um, No. And, and, you know, I had to learn to honor and, you know, we say this so cliche, but I had to learn to honor that everybody's on their own journey. And, and I had to remember that, I awoken, I I really don't like that term, but I awoken at the right divine time for me. It could, there's no way it could have been any sooner. It doesn't matter all of the experiences I went through. I wasn't ready to receive a new way of looking at things. It would have frightened me. And, And if it frightened me, then I would have closed it down and I would have never looked again in this lifetime, right? And so it's a process of just following the breadcrumbs to get to a place where you're, where you're not only alignment is right, but you are ready to receive the information. The, the information is always going to be out there for everybody. Everything you want to tell them, the information's there. It's not our responsibility to show everybody. It's our responsibility to live embodied. When we live embodied, yeah. When we, we are embodying our light, we love ourselves, we trust ourselves, we have boundaries, we have healthy relationships, then we teach all of those people in our life. And it's yeah. really our responsibility as the one changing to teach those that we love. Because they don't know. Think about, think about how confused you were in the beginning. I don't know what the hell's happening to me. The last thing I need to do is tell you about what's happening to me. Um, so it's just really that self-forgiveness piece and forgiveness for others. You know, it's okay. You know, I have people close to me that we don't have one spiritual conversation about anything ever. That's just not, um, that's just not our relationship. And because I can, I can honor where they're at and love them and know that their higher self and their guides are going to lay the pathwork for them just as mine did. 
that's beautiful. And I think that's a, a great way to end this segment. And again, like we have so much more to talk about. So maybe you can come back on and talk about some of the different Andara crystals because we were talking about the Andaras and your Sintamati stones. And yes. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for those watching the show. And next time we're going to have an amazing um, guy talking about his hybrid children that he met and his awakening experience. So stay tuned for next week, but I will see you all soon. Aloha.